I'm Kim. And I'm Tara. Welcome to Unapologetically You. We are so excited for today's guest, Jamie, a registered psychotherapist. She's going to talk to us today all about rapid resolution therapy. And you guys, we were completely fascinated this entire conversation. I bet that you had no idea after one therapy session, your life could change. Stay tuned to have your mind blown. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that we can continue to bring you these awe-inspiring stories. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are equally as excited to have you. Um, But before we start, why don't you start off with just telling us a little bit about your professional background? Sure. So I'm a registered psychotherapist in the province of Ontario, Canada. So I actually started in Florida because I'm a dual citizen. So Yes, I am always voting no matter where I am. (laughs) Yes. I did my undergraduate in Massachusetts. I did my graduate degree in Florida. And then I became a licensed mental health counselor in Florida. And I moved to Canada about seven years ago. And so here I am known as a registered psychotherapist. Essentially, it's all the same thing. (laughs) Well, that's amazing to know. Um, And so here today, you're going to talk to us a little bit about what RRT is. And Tara and I have chosen to not look up any information about this. So what is RRT? Yeah, you know, uh, years ago, I probably I'd say maybe about 10 years ago, I got some random flyer in my mailbox. And it was this way of come to this training and learn how to clear trauma in one session. And I thought, yeah, right but I'm going to go anyways. (laughs) And so it was this training for rapid resolution therapy. And it's a really neat form of therapy because what we know now about therapy is so different than what we used to. Yeah, sure. Whole area of what's called transformational therapy. And RRT is one of them. And so how I like to explain and understand RRT is that it clears and eliminates trauma and mental health in as little as one session. Using hypnosis, humor, experiential techniques, it's a really neat and fun way to experience therapy that provides immediate and lasting change. Wow. Wow. In one session? Yeah, it's pretty incredible because we have this outdated way of thinking about therapy that it's a lifelong process. You have to cry when you're there. People often call me and say, hey, so should I like take off work afterwards? And I always say, I, I mean, if you want to, but it's not going to be because this was tough stuff here. Like, right. Yeah. So it's this really neat way to really understand that our brains can change. And so I not only use this rapid resolution therapy, but I'm also using another therapy called emotional pain intervention. And so EPI is also a transformational therapy. There's lots of them out there, but these two together really have this power where we can change and rewire our brains so that people no longer have to experience the stress or trauma from anything mental health related like that is amazing right I mean and like you said most people think therapy and that's part of this whole reason why we started this Wednesday special is because everybody's vision of therapy is exactly what you just said you're sitting on this couch a therapist is sitting behind you and they're like just taking notes secretly maybe judging you you know like that's (laughs) that's what I think all of us think but the reality is is like there's so many different types of therapies out there and there's a different therapy I'm sure for everybody. So 
getting exposure to this, like the fact that it, you can feel so much better after one session is like magical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of like this. I think about therapy much like our cell phones and smartphones specifically that sometimes in our brains, there's all these apps that are just running in the background and they're taking up space. They're using our storage, they're draining our battery and they're giving us these alerts and notifications to do something. So I approach things in this way that we've got to, just like our phones, we've got to clear those apps that have been running in the background. And we've got to download the latest version of information so that our brain is updated and can work in the most beneficial and optimal way. That is the most amazing explanation. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's trauma is different. So you're saying that even even people that have had long lasting trauma that maybe have never quite worked through any of it, that often you find even in one session, there's a big enough difference that they don't need to come back or, or do you have clients that do come back just because? Yeah, I on average maybe meet with people three times. It's it's different for every person because wow. just like in our phones, when you swipe out a few of those apps, now all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, my Snapchat's still open or like this is open. I want to get that out of there too. So sometimes that shows up with therapy. You clear things and then now you have this space and you're like, yeah, what about this? I no longer want that in the way. Let's get that taken care of. And so it's really fun for me to be a part of because we know so much more now about our brains than we used to. And so we know that we can actually change our brain. It's made out of plastic. So nothing is ever permanent. And when we shift this idea of getting that things happen because our brain is having a response to it, then we can give up this idea of blame and shame. It's not this event that happened. It's not something I did. It's the way my brain's responded. So it's never events that impacts us later. It's the stuff that's been attached to it. So let's clear the stuff, separate the shit from the shit and get that the heck out of here so that we're enjoying things in a more optimized way. I absolutely love the way that you just explained yeah. that too. I mean, <laughs> truthfully, because so often all of us think about like our experiences that happen to us, yeah. but the reality is, is often it's how our brain, how we have chosen to respond or think about it ourselves, right? Yeah. Well, and Kim, I might even take that a step further and say, you didn't actively choose to think of it that way, right? There's a whole part of our brain that's responding automatically and it's actually responding out of survival. It's designed to do that. So I really think, because I love cupcakes, so my favorite <laughs> way to really describe stuff is that I can tell you five reasons cupcakes are terrible for me. That has never stopped me from eating one ever. Yeah. And I could be prescribed meds, which would be really helpful in suppressing my appetite. But if I'm honest, I've never eaten a cupcake before because I was hungry. And it never stops me from thinking about it. So the part of our brain that responds to things emotionally doesn't respond to reason and logic. And so it's when we communicate with that part of the brain in a language that it understands, which is really done through humor, play, fun, hypnosis, all sorts of imagery, storytelling. I mean, that's how we develop as kids. So it even as adults, when we communicate with that part of the brain in those languages that it understands, change is immediate. 
And when you pinpoint the exact event to resolve, that allows change to be lasting. I'm like blown yeah. away right now. <laughs> this is so unbelievable. Oh, it is because, and I think it's, again, it's because of this traditional sense of what therapy is to all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the way that we think about our brains, even, you know, just because our society has gone leaps and bounds ahead of what as human beings, when they first hit this earth were, like our brains are still in that survival mode. Yeah. We used to think that drilling holes in people's heads yeah. is a really good way of helping them. And I'm so glad we don't do that now because, one, it's really hard to do online. And, two, <laughs> I pass out in the middle of it. So, like, we are outdated. I mean, I where I practice, we have a whole hospital that's still using electric shock therapy. You know, something that I never, ever learned even years and years and years ago when I was in school, yet it's actually a common form of treatment still. So we are outdated in how we've been thinking about things. And, you know, I don't knock traditional talk therapy completely. I mean, I was trained in that. Sure. But I do understand that we know way more about our brain now. And if we could talk ourselves out of things, you wouldn't need me or anyone else to do that. But that's not how our brain works, that talking ourselves out of it isn't as effective and it's certainly not lasting. So we've got to really get that part of the brain that's been causing it. And that stuff's happening automatically and non-consciously. I love this. <laughs> I, love, I love this whole conversation. And I just think, I mean, even like the mental health world just in general, I mean, I don't think people, I, I think it's starting to become more normalized now, but... Mm -hmm. For a long time, people didn't focus on their mental health and didn't realize the importance of working through some of the different traumatic emotions we've undergone throughout our lifetime. And now it's like, I mean, I'm so glad that we're starting to break that stigma because all of us experience trauma. Our brains all house that still. Yeah. And if we can all maybe start working through that, not only is that going to make us better individuals, better human beings, but we're now teaching the whole next generation about mental health and mm -hmm. the work that you need to do as a human being to be happy, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, trauma is on a scale of like lowercase t trauma, which is maybe a teacher telling a child to do better on a, on a homework assignment, all the way up to capital T trauma, which is gang rape, war, violence, things like that. Anything we experience that leaves a painful, negative, disturbing impression, that would be considered trauma. And when you go to the beach and you put your hand in the sand, you take it away, there's a handprint. Well, at the beach, the water washes that away. But for us as humans, when something is painful, negative, disturbing, it slams into our awareness, leaving an impression. And our brains are complicated, so it attaches stuff to it and says, oh, that looks like this, smells like this, sounds like this. And now it mistakes similar for same. So it goes back to this idea that it's never events that impacts us later. It's the stuff that's been attached to that. And when we get that, we can free ourselves from this thing of blame and shame. And we can just get, that's how our brain responds. Let's do something about it and ultimately stress proof our brains so people can really handle anything. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your, do you have like a focus on an age group or do you see people of all ages? 
I see people of all ages. I see kids as young as three. I see adults, adults nice and fabulous. Like I work with everyone. If you've got a brain, then that's definitely something we can do something about. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool way to really think about things that why do we want to stay stuck in this outdated way of thinking of it? I mean, if we continue thinking about stuff like our cell phones and smartphones, I mean, I used to have an iPhone 6 and it was great and it was fine and it worked really well. I even had a friend who went from an iPhone 5 to an iPhone 4. I was like, you know, you're going backwards. <laughs> and he said, I know, but it's smaller. It fits into my pocket better. And I thought, all right, cool. It works for them. Well, it didn't work for me. I'm not into an iPhone 4. Even my 6 was a bit outdated. There wasn't anything wrong with it. I could use it. It was effective. But I like to take a lot of selfies. So an iPhone XR, an iPhone 11 with the night mode, like that's where I'm interested in being. And I can still text and talk to somebody who's on the four, except they're not going to get all the cool emojis or things that I'm updated about. Mm -hmm. So I think therapy is the same way. There's lots of ways that are useful. If you're not interested in just getting through the day with something, because I don't believe in coping skills. Coping skills teaches our brain and tells it you have to live with something and manage it. And I'm thinking, let's get here on this latest iPhone and let's just get rid of it and let's enjoy all the cool features our brain really has. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, pre-COVID, did you see people often in person or is this always just like a telehealth appointment? Yeah. Prior to COVID, it was so interesting because I was always seeing people in person. And, you know, I'm one of the few people in the area I'm in who is trained in these types of therapies. So people would travel hours and hours to come see me. And I had this really interesting experience in February where someone said, you know, can you do it online? And I said, well, no, you, we got to be in person first. And then after that, we can do it online. And now I'm trying to like find them and be like, wait, come back. I'm only doing it online. Yeah, right. <laughs> so COVID has been wild. It's not only challenged me to do things in a more updated way, but I'm also really enjoying it. And I get to access way more people than I ever would have done before. Well, that's what I was yeah. going to say. I mean, like we even found each other. I mean, you're in Canada, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that that's the case, like for everybody that's listening to our podcast, we're going to go ahead and tag Jamie and everything on her social media accounts. So it'll be easy to go ahead and find her on our Instagram or our Facebook, and you can reach out directly to her to get more information or schedule your own appointment. Because like at this point, I'm like, girl, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> no, but like, it, it's very cool that like that was another thing with our podcast. Like we decided to do this during COVID. Like the mm -hmm. fact that you updated your own mentality on how you can best practice yeah. to reach more people. Like that is really cool too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just neat to sort of shift perspective. And that's really what we've got to do about therapy is let's just shift perspective on it. Because once we do that, it opens up so many more opportunities and really gives us a more advantage into what we're doing with things. Do you find that people who are um, new to this, when you are explaining kind of like what a session looks like, are they um, like skeptical about it or are they like, have they done their research and are in it? 
Uh, you know, I'm not, I don't find that people are skeptical because I find that lots of people have experiences of being in therapy where they say, well, it was really good. It just didn't last. Or, you know, I, I only got so far. And sometimes I even get uh, therapists who refer clients to me who will say that the client tells me, well, my last therapist told me I just was blocking it or I'm being resistant. And I always say, man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Not you. Like, what a terrible way to feel that you're thinking there's something that you need to be controlling when it's controlled by a part of your brain that happens automatically. Like, as much as I want to grow my hair longer, it doesn't matter how I think about it. It never happens. Right. So I find that most people, when they come to me, they're just ready for something new. And they're excited because while they've had some success, it hasn't been a lasting one that they're interested in. And so I think most people are also excited to know I tell them that I break up with them before we even get started. That I'm not a lifelong like therapist here. I don't believe in weekly therapy sessions, I call that rent a friend. And I'm way too expensive for that to happen. And I feel like we could probably find a better friend. Like you guys would make way better friends than I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Well, I think that this hands down is, it, it helps me change my mind about therapy. I'm already at the point of thinking that everybody and anybody, like however you need to best serve your body, yeah. do it, right? Yeah. Um, but I hope for our listeners at home that their takeaway is that this might be a therapy option for them that really could have long lasting impacts in their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to really dispel all that outdated information, like we can do so much more in therapy now than before and doing it online. You know, someone just recently had said, I just figured with COVID and everything being online, I can access the best of the best anywhere. And it's actually kind of a really cool way to think of things that we don't have to be stuck in our box anymore. Whatever we can think of, we can make happen. And so I think we got to think of therapy like that. Let's break those stigmas and let's challenge things so that we're actually seeing something happen. Absolutely. Uh, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on today. It has been absolutely fascinating listening to you talk and hearing, you know, your view on things. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for being unapologetically you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you guys for what you're doing and making the space for this. You both are so awesome. We're so happy you joined us and we hope this story inspired you to be unapologetically you. Join us next time for another remarkable journey. And if you or someone you know has a story to share, please reach out to us on our website at unapologeticallyyoupodcast.com. Don't forget to like us on Instagram and Facebook at unapologeticallyyoupodcast. And please rate and subscribe on whatever platform you listen in on so that we can continue to inspire you. 